Hello, hi, and welcome, welcome to the Women of Power Hour. Yes, my name is Laura Topper, Reverend Laura, and uh, we are here with the amazing New Thought Media Network, who is absolutely fantastic doing the work that they do in the world. And today, I'm very excited because... <laughs> Backstage, waiting to come on to the Women of Power Hour show today is somebody who I hold in my heart as, as an inspiration and a friend and a light and a woman that I see as actually paving a way. I mean, she really is forging a way, not only with the topic of what she is doing and what she's discovering and bringing forwards into the world, but in the way that she's doing it with such a creative force and light from her heart and her soul, it cannot be missed. So I'm just going to read a little here of her, what she sent in. Julie Nord is a quantum soil physicist. Whoa. Um, unmasking the unseen underground. She's a, a soil scientist by trade and a soul scientist by heart. Oh my word. Um, at midlife, her midlife moment, God found her and her mind was open to the vastness of the universe. Becoming overwhelmed, as we would be, that's a natural thing. It's a big thing. And yet um, she, she had to reorganize and categorize and contain this limitless expanse. This is an awareness. And Mother Nature became her perfect muse. Nature needs abundance, regulation, and circulation. And when the beauty, efficiency of nature is unveiled, it will be time to celebrate the abundance she intended. These are Julie's words, and I'm excited to be reading them right now and to be bringing on to the Women of Power Hour, Julie Nord. Welcome here. It's oh, so great. You, Laura. <laughs> Laura and I are kindred spirits, but we have yet oh, we to meet. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. We, isn't that incredible how we, we say that we've yet to meet, and yet we it doesn't matter because we meet. <laughs> yes. We meet and, in many ways. And God meant for me to find Laura because her face just kept popping up, popping up, popping up on all my Facebook feeds. <laughs> so I finally had the nerve to messenger and we actually talked. Oh. And I think that right then she just, oh, so, so believing. I mean, because she knows uh, that God supports these ideas, that God knows these ideas. And she knows that we're all right. And so just getting that support was um, I, something that I I so needed at the moment because uh, with all the questions I was coming up with and all the answers I was finding, uh, I didn't know how to connect them together quite yet. So so just with our the mentorship and the practitioner, uh, Laura brought. Um, just really, really opened me up to these ideas. And I know, Julie, that, you know, I, I, I appreciate and honor you for saying this. And also I know that these ideas that are, that are the ideas that are coming through you. And this is what I really, truly, absolutely just so adore and love and, and am 
honored by with the work that you're doing because you it's it's almost you you've your awareness of nature and as a scientist and how you are bringing your unfoldings through using spirituality using spirituality for your own life and then understanding how that works in nature and how we can conserve energy or how we can bring um, different ways of using energy into the world. I find this really exciting. And so I'm honoring you as a woman of power who is standing and stepping in her greatness and actually bringing these ideas forwards. And I love what you just said, even when there are blocks and challenges. So what is it What is it for you about overcoming or coming, going through, zooming through those seeming challenges? What keeps you going? What is the bit that says, don't give up here. I gotta keep going because I know this to be true. Um, it just, uh started three to four years ago when God put these challenges in front of me and they actually were puzzles and ideas that hadn't been uh, formed yet. And, and God's like, you need to solve these however you can. And so I started turning them upside down, inside out, looking underground, looking above ground, looking wherever I could um, or could think to find different ideas because so often there's a solution and the solution we'll kind of start the being here with this problem solving. So like if you have two political parties that disagree and they try to negotiate next time they go farther out to negotiate to this spot, they keep getting farther and farther apart because this side is saying, you're the problem. This side saying you're the problem. Mm -hmm. I have the solution and it's right here. Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden if you make the solution big enough and it's up here that we want world peace or what, you know, you can come down from there too, but whatever it is that you can both agree on at the minimum point yes. is where you have to work toward. So that means that you have to look at the solution coming from this location and not at each other. And so that's when it hits that, um, you know, God gives us this expanse, you know, with my awakening and again, while it's too big, it taught me that I have to look in a different spot. I have to, you know, really find creative solution, really find something people can agree upon. And it doesn't matter if they meet here. It just matters that they head here. All of a sudden, right. they're closer, right? And, right? and then at that point, you can, you know, work on the next step. So that's how I started looking at problems. And I love what you're saying because that I think that can refer to anything. I mean, it can be us and our finances. It can be us or our finances, us and finances, us, you know, with in relationship with our children, with our partners, with our friends. Um, it can be in community. It can be um, in the way that we understand 
nature and the way that we treat this planet and the consciousness that we have, you know, around waste and sharing and being in alignment with, 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 na- with mother nature and working towards um, a planet, you know, helping this planet um, be as healthy and vital and vibrant as it can be. And I know nature is the part for you where you, because of your science, your scientific background and knowledge, that you believe that we can make a big change in the way that we are seeing and being on this planet right now with nature, with mother nature. Yes. And mother nature is the ultimate in recycling. She's got fungi, bacteria, water, anaerobic, aerobic, all this to break things down. And she this is designed, the mycorrhiza is complex and mycorrhiza breaks things down to its base components. And then other types of mycorrhiza take those base components and bring it up to the plants and the surface and the worms and, and everything in between. So again, the circulation is what we need. Right. There's mycorrhiza that breaks down plastic. There's mycorrhiza that's breaking down the radioactive particles at Chernobyl. Um, so, so maybe what we need to do is focus on developing those mycorrhiza. Focus on developing, you know, what we're doing because recycling plastic is not going to change the world. It's not going to change the pollution. It's not going to change the destruction of soil. It's not going to change, you know, the wildfires burning relatively. So, so we have to look so much bigger than just recycled plastic, develop the mycorrhiza that recycled plastic, develop earthenware containers where uh, the mycorrhiza comes from. Um, I, I don't know the answer, but I do know that, uh, it has to be bigger. It has to include that circulation. Um, when we talk about we're going to stop climate change, well, guess what? If we're all thinking that we're going to stop climate change and we're all manifesting that, guess what happens? We stop it. That's like a negative. We don't, we don't manifest a negative, but here we are. Right. So, yeah, it's like saying against war, isn't it? You know, when, we, when we're coming at something from the negative, we're not actually for it. We're not helping it to, we're not helping the solution. We're creating a resistance. Exactly. So that's what we're doing with the climate. So putting in solar panels, that is annihilating the layer of soil where all the mycorrhiza, the microbes, the bacteria... The grass blends into the soil. All that is gone. It's burned. Um, so while we're all into solar energy because someone convinced us that was the only solution. And, and maybe it is on tops of the buildings, but we stopped thinking about better solutions. And right. that's kind of where I get. And, and if I try to question that solar energy might be the best 
people won't even listen. They won't even consider. They, you know, um, if anything in this hour, I hope you open your mind and think of a paradigm shift. And if I present something that might be a paradigm shift, I ask you to question your friends. Let's let's get this conversation going and more ideas and uh, more funding in different locations instead of just uh, the limited stopping climate change. I want to change the climate. Oh, wow. I am just fit. This is so inspiring because we take this message, you know, in new thought, certainly, and in new thought arenas, you know, we take this message that we're really, really careful with how we identify something, how we are activating something, the words that we speak. We're not against anything. We're for everything. And we see the love in it all. And we know the love and we know there's a solution. And you're so right. I have never taken that to the piece of stopping climate change. It's just ingrained in me that that is like a slogan. <laughs> and yet, of course, of course, if I want to stop it, why would I be using that word stop? And so, and what I love also is that you're really bringing forward this idea. I came to this, I'm just going to explain it. I don't want to take over your show here, but I just want to say this. I realized, you know, over and over again that we're all taught at school, we're all taught that the world works in a certain way, and then we leave school, and we're trained to believe that this is how we need to act in the world, and this is how we need to be, because this is the system. And there is a paradigm shift happening now, because, or it has been, you know, emerging, there's a new emerging where we're realizing that that doesn't work, and there's this new awakening. And I hear what you're saying is, that of course, there's another one happening. There's another one happening and we need to be more focused upon that. And that is, you know, where we turn to the infinite. We turn to the divine where there is an infinite, um, ex the infinite of all possibilities. Why are we even narrowing ourselves with solar panels? What's next? Yes, and... Uh... I might be jumping ahead because this is the newer thought I have, but just as a background, the mycorrhizae is that filament growing underground. It connects. Thank you for explaining it. Uh, yes, it connects trees and plants and, um, you know, living nature. And it will deliver water, nutrients where needed. But not only that, it searches for things, it will go down deep to mine potassium. And, and bring it up to the plant that needs it. You know, so, so this, is, this is the brain of nature. This is the intelligence. It's not just a neural network. It is specifically directing things. And, and the incredible thing uh, with new thought, you know, you're taught to manifest and earnest homes and uh, having the seed you plant. Well, let me tell you what we know happens in nature, what the scientists have already measured. The seed, when under stress, will give out signals if it needs nutrients or water. A spore that may have been there for a thousand, two thousand years that hears that signal will send out hyphae to meet the seed and they bond with the root and the hyphae together. 
And this is us. We plant that seed. We call out to God because we need something. And we don't go to God. You know, that, how can we go? Well, you know, we are God, but how can we go to God? It's, it's everywhere. But, but when we ask, God comes to us. And yeah. so, so this is the exact same thing going on with the seed and the mycorrhiza. Um, and this, it's like, oh, sorry. Go ahead, go it's ahead. just this, it's, it's, it's your, your, I love it. You know, it's science. We have to look, we have to look to science. Ernest Holmes talked about all the time, you know, he was just, it's in the first chapter, I think, of the book where we're science of mind textbook that he was excited for the day where science, spirituality and religion walk hand in hand. And that's why what you're bringing forward is so powerful, I believe, because a lot of the time spiritual, spiritually invested beings, people um, turn away from the science. And yes. I like it that you are bringing this, really bringing this forward, that we can see from science how spirituality is true. And it's so beautiful to see it from both perspectives. Yes, because most people try to take spirit and explain science. But I like to think I'm taking science and explaining spirit so that right. people just can't uh, hide behind facts. That's what they're trying to do. So if they don't know the fact yeah. yet, they claim it doesn't exist. It hasn't happened. Yes. Right. But as soon as the cell phones came and we could magically talk to each other. Right. They, you know, that's manifestation. That's God in action. That's spirit. But like, no, no, it's because I put these two 